It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These days, everybody wants to be green. I'm not talking about selfies with your favorite houseplant or fair-weather football fans. Come on, you boys are I'm talking frank and honest coffee. Sustainably made, supporting local jobs and communities. We are guaranteed Irish and a genuinely greener choice. Frank and honest. You can't fake great-tasting coffee. Available in Centra and Super Value stores nationwide. Welcome to Blood and Mud Podcast, the podcast that simply loves investing in businesses that co- coincidentally massively benefit us. Yeah, I mean, exclus- I exclusively co-invest in businesses that have an inadvertent and entirely accidental yeah. massive benefit to myself. Yeah, we've got Josh Lee car washes, haven't we? We've got uh, yeah. Lee Josh properties. Yeah, we've got... Uh, we've got Blood... Got Blood Mar Holdings. Um, <laughs> We've got yeah. Calvert Gardner Drug Import Services. We've got all kinds <laughs> of that stuff going on. But it's just because we love business. We just love business just and love creating new businesses. Just That's what it is. An absolute, yeah. It's, I mean, what? who doesn't love investing in stuff, you know? Yeah. Who doesn't love in investing in the four people yeah. in your organisation that are the most valuable people to you? Simply because yeah, exactly. you love investing in just, things. That's the only reason. It's absolute. It's just absolute common sense. Yeah. You know. Anybody questioning that? I mean, what is wrong with them? What is wrong so with I mean, them? It's, cynicism. It's, That's the greatest yeah. worry of, of our modern time. People say about snowflakeism. No, cynicism is what you should worry about, Josh. People cynically yeah, yeah. thinking that it's not just because you like investing in things. People always thinking the worst of people instead of thinking that they're just, you know, just like like Eric Idle. What the fuck was that about, by the way? I've got no um, idea what you're talking about. What's Eric Idle done? Oh, <laughs> did you not see Eric Idle taking to Twitter um, to back up his first cousin, the most honourable man he knows, Nigel Ray? No, no, I didn't see <laughs> Yes, it <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Ray is my first cousin and the most honourable man I know. He's philanthropic, kind, generous, and has done a brilliant job with Saracens, which has resulted in the popularising of rugby in general. Bullshit. Um, I totally support him. Wow. You know, Eric, you know, 
You know, you're out your element here, Eric. I'll be honest. I think you're you're overstating with a confidence of a, of a sphere that you know very little about. Saracens has resulted in the popularising of rugby generally. That is a hell of a claim. <laughs> I mean, I, but then he does always look on the bright side of life. So you know, he, he's, I suppose he's 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 not very good. I think he's a uh, he's. They've popularised. <laughs> they've popularised people being interested in rugby and going, "Who the fuck are these bastards?" Maybe I think maybe that's yeah. what they've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's it's just just when you thought this thing couldn't get any weirder, Eric Idle steams in. This reminds me of when John Cleese said he was moving to the where's he moved to the Cayman Islands or somewhere, somewhere yeah, ridiculous, yeah, yeah. and he said it's because everyone's there. You know, people are just so nice there. I'm sick of things in the UK. It's like yeah, they're definitely not nice to you because you're a fucking loaded man that they can <laughs> unbelievable. Everyone's nice to rich people in the Cayman Islands. That's the whole point of the Cayman Islands. I'm afraid I can't discuss that client's secret illegal account. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Sorry. I'm Lee. Hello. Welcome to the Blood of Mud podcast. And over there is... I remain Josh. Yeah. And we just like investing in things. We just really wanted to get that off our chest. I'll tell you what else I love investing in um, while we're here. Um, friend of the pod... Uh, Jonathan Beardmore of uh, yeah of Egg Chasers and everywhere. Um, his, <laughs> yes. uh, the, his, the, his column, the his omnipresent column Jonathan Beardmore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his column on in on Rugby Pass today uh, in defence of Nigel Ray, which is a hell of a headline to pull in a lot of angry clicks. <laughs> um, not the not the piece itself, which I thought was fine and balanced, and I actually agreed with bits of it. Um, but the photo that. Um, they had of it of Nigel Ray in his office in 1996. Yeah, which is the most businessman in his office in 1996 photo I think I've ever seen. Yeah, there's gold framed pictures of sporting sort of rural idyll sporting things. There's a massive wooden desk. There's a drinks globe. Giant leather chair. Giant leather chair. You know, it's it's just there's not a computer in sight. It's it's peak 90s, you know, it's glorious stuff. And also, Nigel Ray's haircut has not changed in, you know, what is it, 30-something years now. Fair play. Fair play to him, yeah. So, yeah, well done, anyway. JB, by the way. Yeah, Decent call yeah. that. It we genuinely good. get on okay with JB. I know people often think that we're, because we have very different views to him, but we get on yeah, all right I with him. I disagree with him about almost everything. Pretty much everything in the entire world, but I get on all right with him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, thank you very much. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm Lee, and I'm at Lee at bloodandmud.com or at bloodandmud on Twitter. And Josh, what about you? Uh, at Josh Gardner, at Rugby Shirt Watch and RugbyShirtWatch.com. Not, I mean, not that I can't really be bothered with RugbyShirtWatch.com anymore, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, you want to get in touch, we've done that. If you We're on Acast, we're on iTunes, we're on all those places, wherever you can get podcasts from. We're also on patreon.com slash bloodandmud where you can come and give us a bit of support. Once again, people have given us their support this week, Josh. I can't believe it. I mean, Ooh, to be honest, well, I'm starting to think that people who aren't giving us their support now are kind of a little bit like, you know, the people who are not in the union but take the pay rise. you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not really. No. We love everybody who get, listens and we love everybody who gives sh- us. If they're getting shit in work, they'll take the arbitration. But, you know, they're not paying <laughs> Yes, <news. laughs> yeah. Oh, but you'll take the bloody pay rise, won't you? Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Anyway, so uh, no, we're kidding. No, we're kidding. Lovely, love, love all you listeners, but love you people who, who support us a little bit more. 
obviously people can contrib- contribute their two dollars a month, but also there's, there's the VIP lounge for people who want to get a little bit more nineties ambience and a little bit more, you know, maybe a little bit more sexual. I don't know, maybe. Anyway, but if you come in the VIP lounge, a little, certainly a little sexy. I'm not sure sexy, if it's maybe sexual, not sexual. Is the right yeah. word. Um, so let's see how the night goes. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, because basically, when you come up to the VIP lounge, you get to take a seat. Me or Josh will bring you to boo and lemonade. You know, we'll set Absolutely. the mood for you. Put some cooler shaker on the jukebox and then cry and smash the speakers. That kind of stuff. Yeah. So the people who are in the VIP is in that place. Yeah. So the people who are in the VIP lounge who joined this week yeah. are they've either upped their offer to us from the two dollars or they've joined straight away is Paul Southall, Adam Monaghan, and Ian Preston. Who I think you know, I don't use the word hero very often, Josh, but I think they're three of the greatest heroes so this country's ever produced. Yeah. It's absolutely overused in this day and age, uh, but in this case, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of uh, the VIP lounge as well, I must give an apology out to James Gradwell Spencer, who I emailed, who I mentioned the other week that he'd upped his contribution, but I forgot to mention that he'd upped it beyond the minimum VIP requirement. Good lord! Because he's that kind of top fella. So anyway, I'm there you go, James. Most people are. I'm sorry about that. Absolute salt of the earth, yeah. And a special, special mention must go to long-time supporter Gary Gorge, right? South African man, pilot, all-around top man, mm-hmm. who ch- who changed his contribution for a brief second, so I got an email about it, to the Rugby World Cup final score. <laughs> I actually emailed him and said, oh, Gary, I think you've made a mistake stuff. here because you've you, you've given us... $31.12 pence. And he came back and said, <laughs> he came back and said, Again. And, I, and he said, no, no, have a look. Cause I didn't quite clock the score. I didn't quite clock the amount, but basically he was shit house, shit housing me via international currency. Now, if that's not that's the kind good. of man we want that's the VIP really lounge, very good. I don't know who is. Let's be honest. Thank you very much. Good. Yeah. I'm a bit in awe of that. That's wonderful stuff. Last point on this. Somebody also emailed about four yeah. months after they'd started their subscription and after I emailed them to say thank you very much, to say, sorry, I thought this was an automated message and I've not responded to it. Can I just say that every person who does give us their support does get a message <laughs> typed by my own fair fingers sent back to them. So, Yeah, not so by know. me, but definitely not by Not by him. Josh. Yeah. He's not interested in admin. He's too busy deciding what I to tried, invest in. I tried to get, I tried to get into the Patreon admin thing, but they wouldn't let me be an admin on it. So yeah, you, you know. can't have more than one person as the admin. It's a bit of a draw about that. But yeah. anyway, enough of our Patreon anyway, woes. We don't. I just set up my own don't, Patreon. We don't. Yeah, where you can say what you want <laughs> and people don't shut you down, yeah. eh, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sick of being censored. Anyway, so that's anyway. the end of all that. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> Honest to God, we're joking, but we still we cannot believe how much how many yeah, of you do. give us your support, and it really is appreciated. So, shall we start? Start? Huh? Shall we start uh-huh. be, with a player spotted, as we always do? Well, we better add, yeah. Yeah, Lexity DMs us, and she says, "This is this a valid player spotted?" Well, we'll find out, won't we? So here we go. Almost certainly yes, but carry on. She says, imagine if you will, a miserable wet Monday night in a Manchester winter. I mean, it's a hard thing to imagine, Lexity, I'll be honest, because that doesn't happen very often, does it? You know, But I'll do my best to imagine a miserable uh, Manchester wet winter. He says, She says, for some unfathomable reason, okay, it was free, we went off to Haywood Road, former home of, home of sales sharks in Stockport County, to watch the sale jets versus someone. She says, I forget who it was now, because obviously it was that exciting. 
So we took our Emilio's takeaway and sat in the rickety old stand alongside the usual cabal of sail players who always come down to watch their teammates. Amongst them was a face I recognised but couldn't place. After much googling and conferring with the other half, I decided it was none other than the All Blacks legend turned wasp player Malachi Fekatoa. Mm. And I was bloody right, she says. Malachi Fekatoa at Haywood Road on a wet Monday Watching. night in winter. Who's he watching there then? Was it yeah. was it Sail Jets versus Wasps, whatever they're called, Wasp oh, yeah. Larvae, whatever they might be called. <laughs> Please let their B team be called the Wasps Larvae. <laughs> yes. Please. Uh, so yeah, so there you go, Malachi. Fell, I mean, Jesus, he's introduced himself to the UK in, in a real <laughs> hardcore manner, hasn't he? I reckon somebody's wound him up. Where's good to go on a Monday night, bros? <laughs> oh, mate, absolutely. Oh, have you ever yeah, heard of Haywood yeah, Road, mate? It's at a place called Stockport. It's really quite exclusive. <laughs> you want to get yourself up there on a Monday? This is like when... Uh, oh, what's his face? The... Um, oh, bollocks. His name has just drifted out of my brain. Lima uh, Swapwaga yes. announced himself to British rugby by just saying, hey, I'm a massive fucking conspiracy theorist. What's oh, yeah. good here? <laughs> yes. Hello, everyone. It's what like, about that yes. 9-11, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, yeah. thank you for that, Lexity. If anybody else has got, a, you know, we ask for you to send us your player spotters from around the land or internationally, of course, internationally. Um, have you spotting a player doing something mundane? And I'd, really, there's nothing more mundane than Haywood Road on a Monday night in the winter, let's be honest. But do oh, your best. Stop. Struggling, yeah. Now we've done a bit of a we we did a bit of a thing at the beginning about Saracens, didn't we, Josh? I don't know if the listeners noticed that. It was that's that's what it yeah. was. Um do we want to talk about it beyond that? Because I've noticed that you see <laughs> we we said last week that we've heard that it's coming, and then the day yeah. after it came out, and everyone's had a whole week to talk about this, and we've just come in yeah, on it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Well, I firstly, you know, I said they were gonna brush it under the carpet. They didn't, however. There's still time for that because there's an appeal and there's still plenty of time for Premiership Rugby to shit out on this. I think it had to be shit out last time, though. I don't think they're that keen to do it this time. Well, that's the thing. I think the thing that I didn't expect was like the open sort of anger and hostility from everyone else this time around, like teams and players and directors of rugby just coming out and just saying like, like, fuck them, basically. (laughs) I hope they burn sort of territory. Like... Because up until now, it really has been a sort of code of silence. Everybody does it, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, let's get on with it sort of thing. Yeah, it does nobody like, good to it... open this closet, everyone. You know, it's that kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. Like, yeah. That was the kind of vibe. But like, I honestly feel like the the issue of them being like warned two years ago when uh, the rumours are it was them, Bath and somebody else that basically like, look, fucking this is, we're serious now, don't do this again. And they took that as don't do this anymore. They, instead of saying, don't do this again, they took it as, oh, we now need to find a new loophole. <laughs> so much of everything that's come out this week from Saris has just pissed me off because it's just, like, so disingenuous. Ugh. It's grim. They're trying to bring the sort of, you know, finding a new loophole, finding a new way to get around the law thing might play on, like, if you're trying to do a tax avoidance scheme or if you're in big business. Sports administration... And sports in general, that's that. That's this should be something a bit. It's, it's not the same thing as like 
tax avoidance or big business sport. You know, sport should matter in some way that's slightly, you know, I don't think fans... You know what it makes me laugh about it, right? Uh, Is that what? every time you speak to, or you hear Saracen's people speak, and I don't doubt it for a minute, in some ways, that they say that what a special place it is. We interviewed Billy Villapola, didn't we? And he was saying it was amazing being there and the support they give to the younger players and everyone's in it together and they've got such an amazing culture and this is what it is. And then actually, at the end of it, it's proven to be utter bollocks, isn't it? Because at the end of well, the day, the what thing. they're saying is, what so that extra hundred grand a year <clears throat> then is what it was needed to keep all of you there, despite the fact that you're the highest earners there and apparently it's such a fucking wonderful place to be. And yet, and, and yet. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, like, that's where, like, the, the increasingly sort of shrill denials and the victim complex that's been all over the place this week from Saracens rings so hollow. Because it's like, this is a club where, like, fucking hashtag rugby values are quite literally jizzed over the fucking walls of the place. Where they, you know, they run a fucking programme of expensive management training courses called the Saracen's Way. Did you know this? I mean, to be honest, the, the, I mean, nothing says humility more than that, does it? Because it's written on the wall. But this, nothing says humility more than naming your company after yourself, does it? The dodgy company <laughs> you're getting money for, allegedly yeah. dodgy company. But the whole thing of this Saracen's Way course thing, which is available in three tiers of differing expensivenesses, of course, by the way. Um, and then at, the end, at, at the end, you go clear and get to move into like the different levels, like <laughs> in Scientology. Yeah. It's like sort of all about, oh, yeah, these clubs, you know, the four values of our clubs are sort of inherent in building stronger t- and all this awful bollocks. And it's like, well, what's honest about cheating the salary cap? What's where's the discipline in being repeatedly warned to stop cheating Go on, and Josh, then doing yeah. it anyway? <laughs> Why wasn't hard work fucking good enough to bring them to anywhere so they had to, to do it? And as you say, finally, where's the humility in getting caught and then instead of going, yeah, fair enough, we'll accept their punishment, just promising basically to fight it to the highest court in the land. And that's what makes it so much fucking... Like, for all of the... Like, the 34-point deduction doesn't mean fuck all. They won't get relegated. They'll probably yeah. still fucking meet in the Champions Cup they'd, next they'd season. finished 10th last year, wouldn't they? Or, or yeah, seventh and I reckon, you know, this year, with a, chip, with a chip on their shoulder, they'll probably do even better. But what it does is it trashes... And they won Saturday, the Saras- don't Their third team yeah. won away on Saturday. You know, it is classic Saracen. Yeah, exactly. But for a brand, like, they've been so... They've tried so hard to do all of this fucking mezzone club shit over the last decade. And they've done a very good job of sort of making everybody else go, oh, well, maybe we should do this. We should all do this. And like, But all of the fucking pious bollocks from Mark McCall and Nigel Ray that about everyone else should be doing what we're doing, you know, the, cult, the culture that we've got, you know, everybody should be... It's bollocks, because it doesn't matter how many fucking zany team bonding holidays other teams go on it doesn't matter how many fucking motivational quotes they fucking stick on the changing room walls because the only way to actually emulate saracen success is to cheat is to build a squad that isn't actually fucking possible while legally staying within the cap like it's just uh people are comparing this to bloodgate right it's not remotely the same bloodgate no. was a bit and nobody's nobody's ever nobody's ever not said that bloodgate was fucking horrific and one of the yeah, worst examples also, of cheating ever, and actually, De- and, and Dean Richards behaved fucking appallingly in the aftermath yeah, of it. Also, it was one thing in one game, and it didn't even fucking work because they didn't no. get away with it. I mean, there's a this level of conspiracy about it that's that's somehow related, yeah, yeah. but it's not when it runs through your entire organisation, which is what this yeah, did. Yeah, this is 
institutionalised attempt by one team, and let's not beat around a bush, the senior players at Saracens too. Because if you're trying to tell me that they just go, oh, this is all above the board, lads, we'll just pay you off the, off the books and invest in your businesses... They're not thick lads. The thing is, right, these people will have legal advisors. And yeah. and I don't blame them for doing this, right? But legal advisors for people like them are fixers. So they'll go, I'll find out yeah. a way to make this legal for you. That's very different to, yes, this is completely above board. It's all above board, yeah. It's a very different thing, you know, altogether. It's like tax avoidance. It's a very different thing altogether. Yeah. It's probably legal. It's a spirit and letter thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, question, it's a question of, you know, whether it's legal is one thing, whether it's morally defensible is another. And the, the other difference between Bloodgate is it worked. Premiership titles, European Cups, the whole fucking thing was mm. built using a squad that should not have existed. Like Some people have made Saracen's the point, which I agree with, I'm not worried about European Championships because they're competing against other teams who have no cap or yeah. don't declare any cap. So I don't have an issue with that, but it's definitely... Um, so I agree with that, I think. But I think the... You got to yeah, but the premiership's a different thing altogether. Well, and the fact that Ray tried to make out like this is a player welfare thing, oh, we're trying to invest in these players beyond their careers. Well, set up a fucking trust fund scheme, a pension plan. Like, How much money have you given to your third choice scrum half in the fucking? Well, exactly, do seconds. it for the academy kids, <laughs> like not England internationals with fucking boot deals and beats endorsements. Yeah, you know, why don't you have a fund that people can come and bid for? Teach them some skills about come into like put a business case together and come into your office your leather clad office with no computer and pitch their idea <laughs> like the reality is if Farrell will, I mean I love two that, words right? Nigel robot yeah. ladders <laughs> I mean it's not a worse idea than you know the beer stuff um, Liam just think, get like, the fuck out <laughs> get the fuck out of here have you thought about not another not another badly made personal sportswear brand for fuck's sake guys none of you none of you are Phil Knight two words three words cannabis oil pajamas <laughs> oh fucking hell I forgot about the CBD oil <laughs> fucking ah. Oh. That's what he should be doing. That's, yeah, well, that's, you're absolutely right. It should be like the rugby version of The Apprentice. BT Stroke Sport can put it on, on a yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Put it on the fucking BT Sport on a Wednesday night. Sarah Elgin can present. It'll be... Tell me you wouldn't watch that. I'd watch the fuck out of that. <laughs> you would be fucking ace, actually, genuinely. Yeah. <laughs> fucking... Fucking... Yeah, you know, Ben Spencer turning up with a new idea for sort of shoes that have got LED lights in them and somebody has to tell him that LA gear existed in 1991 and he's just too young to remember it. <laughs> and yes, I mean, this is... What we've done here is just... Let me paint you a picture, was... Nigel. Just eat, <laughs> but on hoverboards. <laughs> Hold that thought. I feel like you've thought about these a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is generally just riffing. I fucking love it. Right, that's the next hour taken care of. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Uh, right. But yeah. Like, so yeah, that aside from that, they should have yeah. done that. Yeah. But we. But the one thing that people haven't spoken about this with at all, and I feel that's because people don't want to think about it, is England, right? Farrell, Vunipola's, Itoje, Cruis, Jamie George. That spine of everything England has been about for the last four years has basically been 
allowed to grow and play and achieve together by cheating. The reason that those that spine of that England team plays together every week and wins everything. I wonder how long this is going to get back to, to England didn't deserve to get to the World Cup final. Well, I mean, it's it's nothing about <laughs> deserving or not. But, I mean, yeah, obviously they should be, you know, thrown out of the Six Nations tomorrow. But, um, Narrator, you know, without... Josh did think that they weren't deserving. <laughs> but without it, like, some of these players might be in France because they might have got a better offer or, the, or at yes. least with other clubs in England who, let's be honest, any club in England were a Farrell or a Vunapola or an Atoche available, would basically say, here is a massive chunk of our salary cap, please take it. Like, this sort of incubator that has allowed that sort of spine of that team to grow together and become incredibly familiar with each other, because they've basically won everything together, was because of cheating. Because the insinuation as well is that they would not have stayed together unless they did this. Yeah, and which comes back thing. to our original point about how no, all that bollocks about your club at the end of the day, it all comes down to it's, the lucre. It's yeah, well, it's interesting because Michael Alwyn in the Guardian. I mean, two things can be true like, at the same time. I know that, but yeah, yeah exactly. That's but not like, we. That's not that's not what we do. So go to other pods no, if you want that. Not. Yeah, go on, Michael <laughs> Alwyn. Go on. Michael Alwyn in the Guardian basically said that like people are talking about that this the fines and everything are because of the co-investments, but it's actually not. It's because of another, a different kind of salary cap breach. Yeah, that's what it's, I thought. I thought they were still. I thought it's very clear that it's not. We joke about the co-investment, but it's it's not really about that, is it? It is about how. No, it's. But this kind of it, it creates a situation where, if this kind of stuff is going on and they're breaking the salary cap as well, it's like fucking hell. What? But the Premier Rugby still hasn't revealed any of the detail. I know there's an appeal coming, but yeah. they haven't released the judgment. Well, it's not they an appeal, it's a review, is it? It's important to get the difference. They're asking for the decision to yeah. be reviewed, effectively, which is different to an appeal, because an appeal would suggest you've got um, different Fresh evidence evidence. or something like that. Yeah. Well, they're just going to go, are you sure? Which... But I made the point on Twitter any... the other day, because the interesting thing for me is when he said, oh, we, we're putting new governance in. It's like, well, what governance did you not have before that meant that people could make... Uh, bre- cap breaching salary decisions without any kind of governance structure. And as I said at the end of my tweet, basically you're in a kind of, you're either too stupid or too wicked to run this organisation. I know wicked's a strong word because I'm quoting Nye Bevan, but the point is is that, that that's where you're at. You're either too stupid or you're yeah. too malevolent to run this organisation. So It basically is just sort of, it could be, as I'm sure it won't be on the field because... For some reason, Premiership Rugby are saying, oh, no, you can keep on just with, with the same. Despite all of these salary cap breaches, you can carry on as you are. Well, they've, all, they've got contracts, seems... haven't they? Which is weird because you say, well, no, cause it's funny because why don't they just say, you've got to bring your salary back to yeah. this level. If that involves yeah. paying them out to bring your salary down, that's what you're going to have to do. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, how... It's... <laughs> You know, how are they... Everybody's gone for years. How are they affording all of these players? And now we know and they're not. Now we know they're not. just carry on not affording Somehow, them. Well, that's the thing. Are they just carrying on? Like, it's it doesn't really make a lot of sense. I can't remember. Have they been given yeah. a time frame to bring it all back within the cap? Apparently because, not. Because Apparently of their contract, claim... etc. Apparently, no. They claim to be in the cap. Oh, okay. Which... 
just seems mental to me, given that they still have all of the same players. And unless somehow, basically, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. No. This is the this is the problem with the lack of transparency that we've had from. I mean, it's more from, transparent than it has uh, been. I will say that. Yeah. But it's people have talked about this needing meaning you know a whole total change for the whole way that rugby in England is governed. And I don't think that's a bad decision. But I do wonder if something needs to change, whether it's... I'm loath to go down the sort of US route of... Because this will never happen in American sports because what every player's salary is is a matter of public record. And so you know exactly how much they're earning. I don't want to go down that route because I think it's none of our fucking business. But something has to be done to make this all a bit more transparent, I think, some way or another. Because it's it's just too fucking... It's too obviously and easy to exploit this at the moment, clearly. only full transparency will probably do it, though, because what's been demonstrated time and again is that you don't get it without having it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And especially now that, you know... And it, and it ends all the rumours and all the bitching time. and all that. So, well, actually, yeah, you think we can't afford it, but here, look, this is how we're doing it sort of thing, you know. Yeah, it's like to take the NFL, you know, in New England Patriots, everybody fucking hates the Patriots because they always win. But everybody knows that Tom Brady is earning dramatically less than he should be for a player of his experience, talent and age. He's probably earning about sort of two-thirds of what his salary should be because he basically volunteers to take less money because A, he doesn't fucking need it because he's incredibly yeah. rich. And B, he wants to his, his team to have the cap flexibility to put a good team around him. It might be the case that the reason that Saracens are under the cap now is that, you know, in fairness to all, you know, talk from Billy and everybody about what a great team and a great culture Saracens are, they've gone, you know, this club has given me everything. I'll take a pay cut for the next two years to get you under the cap so that this squad can stay together. Or at that least would be a humble thing to do, wouldn't it? That would show some humility, do you think? That would show some incredible humility. That would show more humility than the people who are employing them have shown. And, you know, I think it comes back to it. I don't have anything against Saracens, the team. I don't certainly don't have anything against their players because they all no, seem like good They players. are a great team, yeah. That's yeah. Un- that's, you can't argue with that. But this is this is a problem, you know, and... I don't and let's think be honest, we're all fucking uh, enjoying it a bit, aren't we? Come on. Well, yeah, it's like, it's, it's the how the mighty have fallen thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but of course, you what know? happens is they get fucking melted down the week before, and then what they did, they kind of suck themselves back together like Terminator 2, and then go out and build, beat mm. fucking Gloucester on Saturday. Yeah, and that's exactly what they're going to do all Plus season. They're be, yeah, they're going to have a massive chip on their shoulder about it, and if they, they still do well this season, then fair play to them. But yeah. it's... Yeah, you know, it doesn't feel good as a rugby fan seeing that this is what people are talking about when it comes to our sport, you know? And it's just, especially so soon after the World Cup, to sort of come down in this kind of bubble. And the weather's turned to absolute shit, hasn't it? It's like like basically both literally and figuratively an entire gigantic dark cloud of misery has has come over the top of us, you know? Yeah, and that's just being an Ospreys fan. Hey, you know. Hey. Oh, I tell but, you uh, what, there's oh, no light at the end of that tunnel, is there? 
let's move on. Let's move on. Yes. (laughs) From this, and not from the Ospreys, we need to go into that in great detail. um... Yeah, we do. These days, everybody wants to be green. I'm not talking about selfies with your favourite houseplant or fair-weather football fans. Come on, you boys in green! I'm talking frank and honest coffee. Sustainably made, supporting local jobs and communities. We are guaranteed Irish and a genuinely greener choice. Frank and honest. You can't fake great-tasting coffee. Available in Centra and Super Value stores nationwide. Acast recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna talking to people who stand up, speak out or challenge us to think a little differently. It's about the greater good, families and children respecting their own individuality. In the next couple of years, like I hope I never have to have conversations about racism ever again. Like, I just want to get to the stage where, you know, people are just people. Nobody's pooling the resources together and actually being able to show how much of an impact it will make when people do come together. Changemakers with Claire McKenna. Search for it now wherever you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now. Should we talk about the weekend? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I learned from this weekend. Um, the World Cup is definitely still over. Yes, it is very um, much still, there's no, still over. There's no getting it. away from it. Um, but no, um, Bristol, right? Yeah, they le- might be legit. Well, to like, come seventeen nil down against Exeter, obviously at Sandy Pumped. Park, and a pretty much full strength Exeter as well. Like Jack Knowles on the bench, but other than that, that was basically the strongest team that they could put out with Stuart Hogg in it. Yeah, and all of pretty, the usuals, well, yeah, and all their that's pretty. First choice back you line swap, from last year, pretty yeah, much. You swapped Tom Flattery Fla- 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 for Jack yeah. Noel, and there you go, and he was still on the bench. And Bristol went down there, were absolutely, you know, shit or bust a fucking half-time, and they fucking went for it. And to win the game in the fashion that they did by scoring a try off the back of a driving mall against Exeter at Sandy Park in the 82nd minute. I mean, that's... That's some trolling Bristol. of a high level, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and Bristol of last year would not have done that. The only thing that would have made that better is they all stood up and did the toot-toot tank engine celebration. That, that would have completely <laughs> finished it off, wouldn't it? That would have been glorious. But it's like, you just look at them and you think, you know, Nathan Hughes has made an incredible difference to that team. Like... Unbelievably, well, he was so. shit last year, wasn't he? Let's there's no getting away from the fact he was terrible last year, Nathan Hughes. Yeah, and yeah, then but... so it's actually nice to change of scenery and him coming in. Is he seems to have booked his ideas up a bit and got back to the way he can play because he was, you know, fucking outstanding when he was on his game that season. Before. Yeah, I think I think missing missing the World Cup has definitely kind of lit a fire under him because he looks in. You know, he looked for a given value of tubby for a professional rugby player. He looked tubby last year. He looked like his conditioning was not good. He looked like his diet was not good. He looked like he was carrying a lot of extra timber. Whereas you look at him for Bristol now, and he looks probably a good 10 or 15 kilos down from where he was last season. Mm. He looks trim as fuck, and he is carrying the ball like everybody that's trying to tackle him has wronged him in some way. And... 
yeah, he's just he's back to what made Nathan Hughes, you know, play for England. Why people got really excited about him when he was playing for Wasps. And, and let's be honest, England desperately need an eight that isn't Billy Volopola. Not because anything wrong with him, but you can't rely on him being fit for the whole time because you can't rely on anybody yeah. being fit oh, for the 100%. whole time. Yeah, well, I, always, I still thought, you know, I thought it was strange he didn't make it to the World Cup. Fair enough, it didn't seem to hurt them he too much ungrateful, in the it? end. But, yeah, you know, he's he should absolutely be in Jones's plans when it comes to the Six Nations because, yeah, he's... You can bring him if bring him off the bench after sixty minutes, and you just basically replace Billy Vulapola with somebody who's almost as devastating in a carrying sense. You know, he's not as good as Billy Vulapola, obviously, mm. but if you give him a run up, he's and he's quicker than Billy Vulapola now. Like some of the stuff he's been doing for Bristol in the wide channels have been like pace that I did not know he had. And you know, he's, he's not a one man team, obviously, but. Yeah. In terms of physicality and dynamism, he is just... Whereas Bristol were a bit lightweight in the forwards last year, his carrying power and his physicality and his dynamism have made such a big difference. And, let's face Pat Lam has danced this dance before. When did Connick win the Pro 12? 2016, year after a World Cup. Yeah. When he knew he could keep most of his squad together, other teams were harmed by international call-ups and by general sort of post-World Cup fatigue. He just kept the same small squad of players together, doing their thing, playing their thing the way, the right way. And he's doing exactly the same thing with Bristol this year. They're top of the league. It's We shall see. Long way to, long way to go, but yeah, it, it feels like he's building something there. Wasps, man. That's all I've got from the weekend. Nineteen penalties conceded. Nineteen. Some well, what a I penalty every somebody, four minutes. That isn't it. <laughs> yeah, somebody very big could get relegated this year, and it's not going to be the team that's currently sitting on minus twenty something points. No. You know, it's nineteen penalties conceded and a kung fu kick to someone's chops. I mean, that was fucking moronic, wasn't it? You know, one of those of you thought, oh, well, he was just trying to keep his balance there, I thought. And then I watched, then I watched the replay, I was like, oh, no. Oh, oh no, no, he's no, not. No. He kicks. He, definitely he properly fucking boots him one in the face. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, a player like Liam Williams going, sort of, not a red card. <laughs> Weirdly, Liam Williams was like, not a red card, no further comment, was basically like, his tweet said, response Was it red, yes or no? No, no further comment. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Liam. It's like, all right, good. Uh, like, so I can interest you in some robot coached. ladders. Yeah, <laughs> players are coached to, um, to you know, to catch the ball with the leg raised from a balance. Well, his leg was already knees, raised. That was fine. His knee. That's was the thing. Up. His leg was up, and you're not you're not allowed. You're supposed to do it basically, sort of doing a flying kung fu kick through yeah. the air, which is where it ended up. At. I'm sure I heard on the on the ref mic. I heard him audibly go. Whoops! As he did oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Just loves Bruce Lee, that guy. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, yeah, I mean, it's one of the most obviously obvious red cards I've seen this season. And so obviously loads of people are disagreeing with it and saying that it's just a... It probably a wasn't as obvious, or it's probably equally as obvious, or maybe not quite as obvious, because you had to look at it twice, as Ali Bruce's red card, though, was it? 
our hero and VIP lounge uh, name. Still, still one though. He's just setting the tone. Yeah. <laughs> so he's knocked said, Oh, he's knocked it on there. What happened there? Oh, fucking hell. That's what happened there. Oh, hell, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben F pointed yeah. out on Twitter, I'd pick this up as well. But I wanted to give Ben F some credit for picking it up as well. And he said, um, <clears throat> he said, I'll be receiving his red card. And the bath captain, Charlie Ewells, <laughs> he's been made a captain this year, standing there as Ian Tempest was reading out, tell you, you're going to go off. <laughs> All the Ewells did was stand there going, mate, 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 to the ref. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing <saying> Tempest, <laughs> and as yeah. Ben F said, like like Ian Tempest was a fucking midweek doorman at the Slug and Lettuce. who was trying to kick his mate out. He was trying to kick him out for being sick on the bar or something. <laughs> and he did that literally as Tempest was giving him the full. This is why you're going off. You must have just went, yeah. mate, mate. mate. <laughs> is that honestly, God, one, you mate. should have been fucking. Tempest should have gone, you call me fucking mate again, and this car's going up your yeah. fucking hoop. Do you understand me? <laughs> well, it's like every fucking... Like, what happens... I don't want to be one of those guys, but what happened to Sir? I can even accept Ref, to be honest. or, or Ref, Yeah, Ref look, or Sir just, is you know, fine. Yeah. But, mate, I mean, come on. And he, the thing is, he wasn't even crafting an argument. He's just going, mate... Mate. Mate, mate. Yeah. Oh, mate. <laughs> it's not massively fucking... Yeah, it's no. not a, a brilliantly constructed argument, is it? No, not really. Anyway. And also, what argument could you actually make? You should have just... What you should have done as captain is just gone, you're going off, so you might as well go now. Say sorry. And yeah. Just go. You might as well show the card, you might as well show the card to your back as you're walking off, because this is what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but wasps look very, very bad. Even they look very like, bad. Yes. Unbelievable! Like we, we love die here, and I'll love oh, with you. If die wants to get sacked by wasps and come and coach the ospreys, he's fucking welcome. He caught an increasingly sort of, sort of plaintive figure up there in the stand, wants, and he in the rain, really gazing into the distance. <laughs> I've got to go for a drink with Steve Diamond after this fucking game. <laughs> He's going to be fucking unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you look at that Wasps squad now, and they've just been fucking... They've been decimated. Like, all their good players are fucked off, and there's no... Their recruitment has not been good enough. You know, it's how many games... sub-optimal, as they say. Yeah. How many games over the last couple of years did one of Nathan Hughes, Elliot Daly, or um, oh fucking hell, fullback who's fucked off South Africa, my Willie Leroux. Um, why I'm having terrible trouble with names today. Um, yeah, how many times did one of those three bail wasps out over the last couple of seasons? And you know, Sopwaga just honestly seems like a terrible sign-in. Because he's never he ever. He a bit looked better good. last week, didn't he? But I just don't think he he's, did. I don't think he's enjoying he's not... it, you know. And there is something about you no. have to enjoy it a bit. I think don't he, you? he came over for the cash, and he absolutely regrets it. Is the reality of it? I think. And came over for the Leamington just... Spa ambience, and beyond that, he's got yeah. nothing because <laughs> he discovered there is none. Yeah. When you look at that backline now, and you think. Yeah, Jimmy Gop, the Jimmy Gopeth, if he's ever going to be the same again after that mm. knee injury, who knows? Dan Robson, who is very good, to be fair. 
It was our Lord and Saviour at fullback, of course, Matteo Manozzi. That should be enough. Yeah, but you've got you've got to give us thing. You know, Fekitoa is a good player, uh, and Manozzi is obviously a good player. But is is he going to have enough time? Where to was actually... Fekitoa this weekend? Is he injured? Is he rested or what? I think he must have been. Well, he was watching. He was down in your. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was sales. Got a better offer. Yeah. <laughs> They're not called but, sale snakes, but I wish they were. <laughs> now you've said it. <laughs> Can't remember what they were called. Sail jets. The sharks there and the jets. Go. Come on. Oh my god, is that a West Side Story thing? Have you never figured that out? That? Yeah. No. That's because I found out about twenty five minutes ago that fucking sales B T were called the Jets. Yeah, the, the Jets oh and the Sharks. God. Who knew dimes liked a bit of fucking musical theatre, right? <laughs> The most beautiful sound I ever heard. <laughs> Maria. <laughs> Maria. Faf de Klerk. Faf de Klerk. Oh. Oh. Just imagine. Can they just come out of the tunnel now doing that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's go and have a fucking rumble, lads. Uh, I was in West Side Story once. That's really? Story. What were you, were you in? Did you have a leading role? I didn't have a leading role. No, uh, I was in the uh, Avadare Boys and Community uh, Amateur Dramatic Society production of West Side Story. They uh, sound one. a handful. I'll be honest. Uh, it was basically the only way at Aberdeer Boys Comprehensive School that you could interact with women because they <laughs> allowed girls from the girls' school to join that. Um, so yeah, I was a Puerto Rican for a couple of for a five night run at Aberdeer. I can see that you look very Puerto Rican. <laughs> Did they make you brown up? A... Please tell me they didn't they make you brown thank... up. Fuck, they didn't make us brown up. Because I so wouldn't have put that past Aberdeer in the mid No, absolutely wouldn't have. Absolutely wouldn't. <laughs> However, they did give the uh, lead role of the lead Puerto Rican. Uh, is it Bernardo? Is it? Yes, it is no. Bernardo. Yeah, Bernardo. Bernardo they was gave the, the lead role. Yes, they gave the uh, lead role to the only person in the company who could not be classed as extremely Northern European. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who I think was like half Cypriot or something like that. And they were like, ah, near enough, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Southern European, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, that was the So anyway, I mean, what were we talking about? I wasps. think we were talking about our wasps were shit and then we somehow ended up on my very brief amateur dramatic career. Um yeah, you know, they're fucked, aren't they? If die doesn't go soon. Which I hope he doesn't, because Di's a nice man. He doesn't deserve this. Wasps are basically just... The, the recruitment's not been good enough. But none of the recruitment seemed bad in theory, you know. I think they've got the Leicester Software problem, like they? A... There's just something not resilient enough for them at the minute, I don't think. Yeah, they, they lack... You know, the players that they've signed over the last couple of years, nobody at the time thought these lads don't... You know, they'll... You know, when they signed Kieran Brooks... Everyone was like, yeah, great signing. Tommy Taylor, you know, good Kieran sign. Brooks has never quite been what everyone thought he would be, has he? No, but as a solid, but as though, a club solid. Player, should be but as solid, a club player, yeah. I thought, yeah, he's a rock solid sort of premiership level prop. You know, Brad Shields, I know, injured, obviously, like, was supposed to be exactly, you know, Sopoaga was supposed to be the 10 that you could put next, you know, replace Danny Cipriani and put him next to 
gop us forever and they just keep doing what they did a couple of years ago. But it's just not worked, is it? Like every single one of those players has underperformed in some way, shape, or form, or got injured, or both. And you've got, got Michael LeBourgeois on the bench, though. Hmm. Yeah. I hope he's got an alter ego called something like, you know, Brian the Proletariat. Really. <laughs> he's he is the most Jersey player imaginable. <laughs> it's like Isn't he just yeah. <laughs> Uh, if he was called Michael Lebergerac, actually, that would, <laughs> that would be more Jersey. Yes, <laughs> wonderfully done. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, moving on. Yeah. Um, yes. One week of coming back from the World Cup and having a look at what's going on, and I'm and I'm happy to say that what I've learned is that Northampton service has been resumed after a brief oh, flirtation of looking of looking like they might do something. Yeah. Just spend the last half hour of a game against 14 men just absolutely shit in the bed, lads. Yeah. Crack on. Outstanding stuff. Yeah. Um, on the Pro 14 side of things, mm-hmm. um, I it looks to me... Ve- I mean, the big two are still going to win everything. And good luck to anybody that thinks that one of the two of them isn't going to because Leinster absolutely smashed. Ooh, a very good-looking Connacht team. Until they came up against Leinster's thirds, and then <laughs> they just a monster, you yeah. know. What's their bloody salary <laughs> cap? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, this is the, yeah, you know, there is no salary cap in Ireland, and that's why it's silly. But yeah, Munster and Ulster, you know, that was a fucking good game, and Ulster looked like they might be pretty good this season. But Munster, even with a load of internationals missing, still did the job and showed that they've got really good strength in depth. And, yeah, I just think it's as you were in the pro... You know, the Premiership feels interesting this year because it seems almost certain that Saracens can't win it this year unless they somehow sneak into the playoffs. If it's a low-scoring year like last year, you never know. Yeah, yeah. I think they're still going to struggle, but you never know. But it feels like... Especially if they get it cut in half, if they get it cut to, like, minus 20 or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if they, even if they get five or ten points taken off it, that could be a huge difference. You know, if, and if they make it into the top four, they are going to be fucking turbo motivated. They're going to be fucking fuming. Yeah. So, yeah. But in, as far as the Pro 14 this season, I just think, you know, Glasgow look look pretty decent. The Scarlets look relatively decent, but at the same time, they did struggle to beat Benetton at home. So, you know. It's did you see that fucking Steph Evans try? Yes, I did. <laughs> Which was brought to you by Silkaline Grease and the music from Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> Basically, it was so fucking maladroit. <laughs> it was terrible, wasn't it? But it's that sort of... It's like what I just, think... just went, you think that's fucking up, watch this. <laughs> oh, you think I that's fucking up, do you? Watch this. Well, they've clearly been watching the Ospreys game before they started. Um, yeah, but you look at how they're set up and you just think, yeah, it's going to be Leinster or Munster, very likely Leinster again. And as much as I I try not to be down on the Pro 14, because I think it is better than it used to be, I honestly feel like this the Pro 14 is becoming a very boring league when Leinster is just going to fucking win it every year. It's just kind of everybody else kind of competing for the right to lose to them in the final is not really the most exciting 
format no. for a competition, you know? Imagine how um, fucking much Jiffy's going to want to know <coughs> about the subscriptions in year two of Premier Sport. <laughs> oh, he's gone quite... Now that now that Scrum 5's got fucking Pro 14 highlights back, I'm sure he'll shut the fuck up about that again pretty soon. The I year is 2037, <laughs> somewhere in a nursing home <laughs> in West Wales. <laughs> Jiffy, long taken with dementia. Still demands to know. The only thing he asks now is how many subscribers has Premier Sport got? His nurses can't Premier answer. Premier Sport doesn't exist. Premier asks, Sport doesn't exist in fifteen years. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you look at you know nobody ever asked. Jiffy never told anybody what Scrum Fire's viewership figures were last season when they didn't have any fucking access to any highlights at all outside of the fucking Welsh Premiership, did they? But. Uh, or indeed, how many viewers those Welsh Premiership games are getting? But yeah, still. what he should write is the couple yeah, of letters: but... "Is why have you taken my job that I thought I had for the rest of my life?" Is basically. What <laughs> I, said. I, un- I understood that these were jobs for the boys, and I considered myself to be one of the boys, <laughs> if not one of the most senior boys, actually. Yeah, the, the head boy, if anything. <laughs> yes, I am in the upper echelon of the boys, quite clearly, and I want to know why I don't have a job anymore. Anyway, right. Anything else on the weekend? Um, no, I mean, do we really want to talk about the Ospreys? Do you want me to be that upset? Go on then. Yeah, I think I think the listeners, believe it or not, do tune in for your misery memoirs. I think, might, the, so I think so... the Ospreys might have been better off getting fucking merged last year, to be honest. Because You honestly, want bloody merging, like... lad. That's what your problem is. <laughs> There's such a mess off and on the field at the moment. Like... The recruitment over the last few years has been terrible. Morale, it seems that that squad looks so depressed. They they seem more like sort of completely moribund and morose than they were last season when half of them hadn't been paid for a month and they thought they were going to get shit-canned at the end of the season. And for some reason, that's still... They seemed in a better frame of mind than they are now. Like, they currently have... Alan Clark said today that they currently have more injured players than they have available players. And that's not even including the, you know, six or seven players who were off with Wales that aren't going to come back for another three weeks. And it's just like Sam Perry getting stretched off on Saturday as well. It's like the, the treatment room at the Liberty is going to need to be fucking TARDIS-esque to get every <laughs> fucker in there. And... I just think I'm not even. I'm not sure Alan Wynne Jones can even fix this, to be honest. Which has generally I, been our, our cure all. I don't understand. The Wales players have got time off now, right? But yeah, then they've got to play the Barbarians. Oh yeah, don't 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 be under anything that you know. Everything in Welsh rugby is designed to fuck the regions over. <laughs> at the earliest opportunity in a World Cup year, so the WIU can keep making a bit of cash, but. The Ospreys knew that this was going to be the situation before the season. And, you know, while the comical injury list is not something you could legislate for, although it does seem to happen to the Ospreys every year, which leaves questions. Eddie to Jones in as the fitness ever. consultant, basically. Well, it does ask questions. There's all, at least once a season, the Ospreys will have double figures players out injured. For, be honest. Uh, have you been doing judo in training? <laughs> be honest. <laughs> Be, on, be honest, have you been fighting with those things like in a mock time <laughs> in training? <laughs> have you been fighting with the weird one with the little ball with the spikes on the end? 
<laughs> that's also a glove. But it's honestly like I genuinely I've never seen you know what losing at home to the Kings on the weekend was probably the absolute basement lowest moment uh, the region has ever had in its fourteen odd years. The whole thing is fucking rotten from top to bottom. Everybody needs sacking. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> What's the solution? <laughs> it's a scorcher. Yeah, just, scorcher yeah, just, set fire I to stopped, fucking everything. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I, I joke saying we've been better off getting much. We actually might have been because at least we would have had some happy memories. Whereas now we're just getting to see the sort of living undeath that is. And that fellow, he put, all, he put his hand in his pocket last year to stop all this from happening. He's going to get fed up pretty soon, isn't he? And then what'll happen? Well, I don't, by all accounts, the things that he's done since he put his hand in his pocket and basically took over has made things dramatically worse because he's brought a lot of his own people in behind the scenes and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And people who've been there for years and years have left because they can't fucking work with these people anymore. The players aren't happy. The coaches aren't happy. It's just a shit show of a place right now. And This is the new director of Ops. What were you doing before? Trying to get me robot ladder business off the ground. <laughs> their current head of media used to work, was until very recent, their head of press and marketing and whatever uh, used to work in, well, until very recently, he was working in the theatre and uh, has come over to rugby and shown a, a real, real talent for pissing off the Osprey fans with the way that they go about marketing, social media and all of that stuff. But, um, so plenty to look forward to yeah. then. That's the main thing. Honestly, got what? Well, yeah, I mean, we've got more fit. We've got more injured players than we've got fit players for the weekend, and we've got monster away. So good. Keep, keep your phone on. Yeah. Let's I mean, move on to shit. Good, shall we? Yes, let's do that. What have you got that shit apart from everything you um, just said? Yeah, I mean that's uh, shit. Is the fact that Saris are going to be even more unbearable now that they've got a victim complex. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oh yeah! Imagine deep. if they manage to come through this and win, the amount of values-based shit they'll be painted all over everything about adversity and oh. fucking montages they're gonna have online and stuff. It's gonna be insufferable. Well, did you see fucking Jim ha- Hamilton giving it the big one to some fucking poor people well, who just exploited? Toby Baker said this for shit. Bar. Actually, he said Jim Hamilton filming himself being a dick to some random bar staff for likes on Twitter. I missed. I think I saw it on mute. I saw the video of him talking to somebody. I thought, I don't want to watch this because, to be honest, I don't find watching him that much fun. I've got nothing against no, I him. I just don't. don't go out of my way to watch him. I don't I don't get it with him, really. But um, so what was he doing? He was Basically, there was this thing where Gloucester had stopped, uh, decided to stop serving that Wolfpack lager. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That it's Chris Wiles' thing. £2.20 a um, bottle. They were flogging it off at or something or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they... So... In response, when Saracens won, Big Jim decided to give it the big one to some people who probably didn't give a fuck about Gloucester who were just employed by an agency to work behind the bar. I'm paid fucking £7.20 an hour to stand here. I don't. Yeah. I literally don't even fucking know who you are. I'm technically an independent contractor, so I have absolutely no rights. Um, yeah, I just thought it was like, I get it. The, the hashtag Saracens family feel very attacked right now. Mm. But 
they are the way the sort of. I mean, they will do because the there's not many of them, is there? They're quite vulnerable because there's no, not many of them to defend themselves, really. So. Over them, exactly. But like the fact that the way that they've come in, you know, it's understandable that you know they're sort of having a bit of a persecution complex and they're yeah. being very chippy. And look, there's some it. good people who follow Saracens. We interact with no, them all the time. Of course there are. Most, we're just, most, you know, you know, we're doing most... a fan thing. It's a fan thing. Every sport has a team nobody fucking likes. It used to be Leicester. Exactly. It's now you. Just fucking get used yes. to it. Embrace it. It's because you're really good. <laughs> but, yeah, for somebody like Hamilton, who's like, you know, okay, he probably feels personally affronted because I'm sure that he benefited from some similar things that went on in his day at Saracens, you know? Like, like, but like things like fucking Alex Anderson at the end of that fucking game with his Taylor Swift quoting. Did you see that? I, I didn't, but I desperately want it's to a, hear Alex Anderson doing Taylor Swift. I mean, quoting. I can send you the what link right now, but it's what did he say? Was it? He said to quote the more, the immortal words of Taylor Swift: "Haters gonna hate, hate, hate. Players gotta play." We are never ever Not getting back together. Not not to belittle the scenario. That's just our mentality. Loving you was red. One of the Taylor Swift songs <laughs> I think of. Um, I knew you were trouble off. when you walked they in. That's shoot. probably more right, yeah. isn't it, eh? yeah. Nigel? No, I haven't seen that. So, I can't, yeah, I... it's... It can't, oh, Alex, exactly, you've gone down in my fucking estimation. It sounds, there, exactly, it sounds exactly like you'd expect it to, because it's Alex Anderson in his Alex Anderson voice doing a Taylor Swift quote. But it's like, if that's the level of sort of like smart-ass smarminess we're going to get off them for the whole season, <laughs> I'm just, it's going to be unfucking bearable Is that, is that the, oh, is that really the shade that you can, that's the best shade you can throw, is it? And that's the thing, it's, just, it's the lack of, yeah, it comes back to the lack of humility and the lack of grace as which they're taking this whole thing. And I know it's, you know, there's still a, you know, an appeal or review, whatever you want to, you know. And we and we fucking love Alex Anderson to be fair. I'm, yeah, I'm he's disappointed more than anything. That's what he reached yeah. for. Yeah. What else have we Clearly, got? For shit here? Can you say? Robert Holwell gets so yeah, you fucking Jim Hamilton, what's wrong with you? Robert Holwell Holwell gets into it. So shit is the Ospreys, yes. So shit in fact, we're inventing new shades of the stuff. He says, and good for balance is nothing. Nothing is good anymore. Stupid Ospreys, Complete. he says. He's very much agree. in our yeah, wheelhouse yeah. as a listener, Robert, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Bang on. I feel like we'd get on. Joe Taring gets in touch and said, shit, is Paolo a dog, will yet? Not just for delivering sweet chin music and getting sent off for it, but for acting the bit <laughs> of a twat after. Yeah. Moaning, sarcastic yeah. applause were bad enough. But even shitter than that was an over-the-top fake laugh. <laughs> honestly. I mean, I, honestly, I think that more players should do a sort of histrionic kind of... <laughs> evil laugh as they walk off the field. Because why not? Why the fuck not? What have you got to lose? I don't, but yeah. Uh, what else we got here? This shit. Ian Alexander says his shit is there's Movember tashes everywhere. Ugh. And there's definitely players you shouldn't grow them. And I'm looking at Lloyd Williams as a starter for 10. Ooh, yes. Uh, George North is going to do it again. George North is once again not going to be able to grow a moustache. Bless him. We've got barely, we've basically got the best part of a decade of evidence that George North can't grow a moustache now. So, Speaking of moustaches, obviously friend of the pod, Mike Bubbins, sported of an excellent moustache. He doesn't have to involve himself in yes. November. As you listen to this, either on Monday the 11th or Tuesday the 12th of November, we are doing our Patreon-only Q&A with Mike and Paul Williams on Tuesday evening. So 
If you fancy a bit of that, get over to Patreon because you'll because that's where you're going to get it. Right, two then. very different characters, sort very of really. different characters, sartorially, yeah. and I think stylistically in the way they're going to answer the questions. A lot of analysis from Paul, Paul, a lot of yeah. a lot of anecdote from Mike. I'm guessing. Go, go with his go with his gut from Mike. Yeah, have you seen Paul's new glasses, by the way? I've seen Paul's new. Uh, Twitter picture, which is his new see-through glasses, and I think he's wearing a green leather jacket with 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 appellets. <laughs> uh, he's got new new glasses, in which fact. Is fucking magnificent, um, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's now got some glasses that I can best be described as, and I love him dearly. But I can best describe his glasses as brains from Thunderbirds. So right, yeah, they're the ones I've seen. They've got quite a translucent sort of frame. Oh no no these oh, are the, no. the thick they're the thick honestly oh, the they're, thick they're some of the most remarkable they're very 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 th- I've never seen very glasses heavy. like them yeah I mean it's a, it's entirely in keeping with Paul's you know he's a he's a fashion terrorist he does what he wants he leads the way I respect him for that absolutely anyway so we'll we'll be speaking to both of them tomorrow and we've had loads of really good questions through so thank you for all the patrons that have sent them in. Right then, moving on. Um, what have we got here that's shit as well? Dave McGee says, shit is choke tackles being called too early. There's nothing more soul-destroying than a ref calling more right as the player hits the ground. Yeah, that is a that is one of the one of the more frustrating of things of that, yeah. I understand. Because he literally, like, he literally says, he literally shouts the M of Maul as the bloke's knee yeah. hits the ground, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Usually. And then there are times where, like, the knee sort of barely brushes the ground and he's clearly still trying to go forward and he's like, tackle. It's like, well, that's not a fucking tackle, mate, because he's yeah. still trying to get some forward pro anyway. But yeah, I agree with you, Dave. Good shout. Agreed. Uh, Matt Cunningham says that shit is the injury list and the weather on Saturday may... The, sorry, the injury list. He said, weather on Saturday may have been a factor, but nevertheless, Ospreys versus Southern Kings was like watching a feature-length episode of Faulty Towers with at least 20 people playing the part of Manuel. Honestly, it was one of the most inept games of rugby I've ever watched. Like, it was unproper under nine shit. And then the fact that it was fucking it down with rain just made it all the more miserable. It was absolutely bleak. It was absolutely honking it down in the um, Worcester game. Yeah, the Worcester Quinns game where they won. Everywhere. I yeah. do like this uh, Worcester fullback, Shilcock, the Welsh lad. He's obviously been lost to a region yeah. again somewhere, hasn't he? He probably should be playing yeah, for the Ospreys. Yeah. He actually completely Absolutely. fucked up by dropping yeah. the ball for Quinn's try, then scored one himself. But I liked him. Yeah. I liked that he shook it off and it was shit weather and he got on with it. That's the thing. Like, it's just because the rain's bad doesn't mean you have to play like you got like feet where your hands should be. And, yeah, it's that was not in evidence in the Liberty Stadium on the weekend. Dean Marshall got in touch and said, shit was the absolute knowledge of knowing as soon as Jack Maunder played away from the base of the rook with less than a minute to go that Bristol were going to make us pay. Obviously, he's an extra fan, is Dean. Up the jumper at that point, but fair play to Bristol, though. Terrible first half. Bloody great comeback in the second, yeah. And they're playing rugby that is both like big boy eight-man rugby mm. and also hilarious porno rugby. And... I, I you keep that going for a season, you're going to do that. okay. Okay, <laughs> yeah. 
Bath Bites gets in touch. He said, shit, it was the man, the myth, the legend, and the don of the VIP lounge, sir, Allied of Brew, receiving a contentious... Okay, what's not contentious? He fucking ran into his throat with his elbow. Anyway, (laughs) he says, good... He said, good was the Bath Pack tear in Saints forwards a new one to the extent that the front row received a standing ovation when they were substituted. Yeah, it was a front rows win matches, as my mate Matt says. Adam Reese, friend of the pod, gets in touch as well. He was doing this for good, but it's linked to the Alad Brew thing. He says, good is Alad Brew, whose inspirational presence helps Bath even when he's been sent off. <laughs> it, it is entirely... Let's not pretend even for a, a fraction of a second that this is not all entirely down to Alad Brew. All right? He likes to I, test I'm his... Sick. I think he likes to test his power every now and again. I think he deliberately yeah. thinks I'm taking myself out of this game just to show I've still got yeah. it. Let's even see. when I have Let's when see I'm if these lads can Yeah, let's see how they do without me, shall we? But the net but then again they're yeah. still not without me. Because even though it's no brew, no clue, he's still there emanating something. A source oh, of fear. Yeah, that's the other thing, will. isn't it? He has he has that in him, doesn't he? He has the yeah, I, I he's just, been through a I lot respect. as Aled. You know, he was trying to run a fucking restaurant in Swansea for a while when it, when when some of these people were in the big bucks. He knows yeah. what it's all about. Absolutely, he does. I, I absolutely like the fact that he has carved out the career that he has carved out. This improbable late season, fucking yeah. renaissance of top flight rugby. Is one of rugby's more fun stories over the last oh, couple of years. One of the reasons why have all the red cards he wants. Yeah, one of the reasons why I'll never have a bad word said against Todd Blackadder. Took one look at him and went, "He'll do. <laughs> he's all right." Yeah. Him. <laughs> the dragons were like, "He's not good enough for us." Todd Blackadder was like, "He'll do. He'll he's fine for me. Come over the bridge, lad." Sorry to me, yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam Reese also says that we're moving on to good now, but he also says that good was Nick Williams spending most of the game with his nipple hanging out of his jersey. Like a wedding guest who's had an ill-advised dalliance with a middle-aged mosh pit. Yeah. He got a, he had a, he yeah, had a tie a, around his head. It would, have pick, pick, it would have completed the picture perfectly. There was, there was a definite Alan Partridge lap dancing vibe to it, you know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Moving on to good now, unless you've got any shit left in your little list. I mean, I've got a lot of shit left, mate, but it's mainly just saying the same things about the Ospreys over and over again. <laughs> Let's move on to good, shall we? Mm-hmm. James Franklin gets in touch on Twitter and says, "Good." He says, "Amongst all the horrendous shit on Saturday at King's Home, Tom Marshall for a second week in a row showing his class, epitomised by a fantastic finish." But Christ, the rest of our team looked absolute bobbins. Jesus, <laughs> I've managed even to get some shit into my gut this week. Yes, James. Again, you're, you're right. Out. I remember once somebody it. wrote to us after an episode and said, you managed to make all of your good shit in some way. It was like good that something shit had happened or something. <laughs> we had a great week. But it was, um, that was that was a Into fucking it, lovely try. I wrote, I, I wrote on Twitter after and said, this is why people don't get rugby, don't understand why we love it so much. Because there's just so yeah. many ways to get to where you need to go. You can yeah. roll it through a set of big bastards. You can run these wonderful patterns. You can kick it. Up. You can kick it long. You can chip it over. Or you can do that, which is literally a fucking, like a child's playground football dribble where you knock it past someone and just fucking out sprint them to the light. It's brilliant. <laughs> but honestly, God, that's in, did, in the pissing the rain that, as well. It's like, that's fucking ace. The thing that I really loved about that as well, and a lot of people did comment on it, but it's worth saying again, the fucking cameraman who got that angle of that try <laughs> yes, indeed, needs yeah. a fucking medal. Because that guy was running backwards and keeping pace with play like 
It was he must have been on a car, like, was he? He must have been the, on some kind of railway. Even or if something. he was on some kind, even if he was on some kind of cart, good like, for him. Like genuinely, to keep pace with the play in that way, and make you know, it's, it, whatever the awards are for sports camera work, and I'm sure that there are plenty. Give it to him now. Crack on. What else have we got that's good here? Hugo Gordon says, good is Ronan Kelleher. The uh, Leinster hooker, isn't he? Early days, but he's yes. looking like a future star in a position that Ireland desperately needed added depth in. It's true, actually. Because, I mean, let's be I mean, Rory Best did well the past year or two, but wasn't looking exactly ripping it apart, Honestly, was he? Honestly, Ireland desperately Sean Cronin's like never really Ireland. convinced at international levels. So and really he's did. like 33. He's already 33 true. or something. True. So, yeah, they do need something coming through, don't they? And again, Scannell's um, decent enough, decent enough, but they could do with some uh, a bit of superstar dust in there. Yeah. Have you, have you got any Speaking goals? of Scannell's, actually, um, there's a, there there is another Scannell. There is. Um, Rory Nile and Rory Scannell. Yes. Fuck, yeah, who was fucking lights out good uh, for Munster. He's just extremely good. Every time I watch him, I just think. He's very good. And... <laughs> isn't he good? He's good, isn't he? Isn't he, isn't he good? Isn't <laughs> yeah, he? he's very good. good. <laughs> he's a big, like, he's big. He hits hard. He's fast. He's got a lovely pair of feet on him. And he just looks like, if Ireland want to, like, evolve their attacking game plan and be a bit more dynamic, I think he might be worth a look, you know, because he's just, he's box office. He's loads of fun. And why would you not want to watch that all the time? Munster always makes you think of Three Red Kings on Twitter, right? He has the best thing yes. ever every time Honestly. they win. Where he just posts, that's another win for the bad <laughs> guys. Win for the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> and some like, so take... and some gif of some Munster players doing something like really annoying. It's fucking yeah. brilliant. I take notes, Saracens fans, who might have been getting upset about us talking shit about them all this episode. That's the attitude you should have. <laughs> Yes, embrace, embrace being the fucking heel, because you know what? It's it it's seems just, like a lot of fun. It's just another I win was, for the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoyed it when English when the Ospreys were good and everybody hated us in Wales because we were so much better than everybody else and we just play and we were just bigger than them. We bullied everybody and they hated us because it was fun. Embrace being the heel. And it's always usually the end of a big long chain of people saying how the referees have let Munster get away with fucking everything. He just responds, yeah. it's just another win for the bad guys. A win for the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not what Twitter's for, I don't oh. know what it is for. Honestly. Uh, it was that 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 and three when he did the uh, fake announcement of Declan Kidney as the <laughs> oh, Lions yes. coach, Twitter, which is still the funniest, most I've ever laughed on Twitter is that. Anyway. he's very. Much, I'm sure you're all following him anyway, but if not, you should follow him because he's cracking. Absolutely. Bloody good, good, really good analyst as well in, in the midst of all that. See, we do the jokes, I'm shit at analysis, whereas he's, he's got the whole package. Um, anyway, Gary Gorge, aforementioned international currency shithouser, Gary Gorge has been in touch. He says, I've said it's good, good before, but he deserves another one. Another friend, he says, Squid Rugby's consistently makes simply outstanding videos. He really does. I hope this really World Cup is the start of something for him because he fucking deserves it. Uh, what else it's, you got here? Yeah. Tim, um, go on. Uh, I was just going to say Jared Evans. Um, Remember him? The Blues. Look, yeah, well, I was thinking he looked like he looks like he's got back to the groove of what what made people think he was very special last year. 
And, you I know, want some quite a rough few. I want Jared Evans to play for Wales because I want a 10 playing for Wales that looks like somebody I played rugby with when I played in Wales. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I want somebody who looks like the yeah, flash yeah, yeah. gun from Division 4 playing international Absolutely. rugby. And that is him. And, you know, he had a rough couple of months before the World Cup. You know, he he didn't get a lot of opportunities. And when he did, he fucking fluffed it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but Pivak should, you know, he's a really talented lad. Pivak should take his time with him and let him actually have a couple of games maybe and see where it goes. But because, yeah, like you said, Wales would be fun with Jared Evans at 10. I'm not sure how good they'd be, but they'd be fun. <laughs> There's comfort to be had in just not worried about being good anymore. Just enjoying it. There isn't that with you had enough of that. Um, Tim yeah. Colton gets in touch. He says, Gordy says, Bath had taken rugby back to its glory days. He said, but shit is also Bath taking rugby back to its glory days. Because he says, however, with the backs options that we have, it's understandable because the shadow of Jamie Roberts still getting a start is boiling my piss. <laughs> Jamie Roberts turning to chase that try that was scored. Again, I was like, oh, de- oh, mate. You were never the... I mean, he was I, never slow, was he? But he was never lightning quick. It was like, oh, mate. He, didn't, he never had the, the the smallest turning circle. But I tell you what, I watched... I can't remember. I think it was like the Lions might have tweeted Jamie Roberts's That try he scored in the... It was on Instagram. The Lions tweeted it the other day yes, on Instagram. Yeah, and he yeah, takes yeah. it off that fucking... From about 25 well, miles and he, out on the yeah, angle. And yeah, and he hits it. Yeah, and he hits it coming at an absolute rate of knots and explodes through that and is actually genuinely quick. And, and all the defenders think, are thinking, oh, I'm not fucking interested you... in this at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, he's big and he's quick. <laughs> Whereas, and that was, you know, that was 2013. And that was probably the last time you can honestly say yeah. that Jamie Roberts was both big and quick for the rest of the time. He's Hell just of a career, big. though, but yeah, it just it looks... Hell of a career. It's, it's, I it's very I much the gloaming will, but... of his career now, isn't it? Very much, yeah. Uh, Reese Knott says, good was Toulouse being Toulouse. Did you see Honestly, that try they scored? Did you see both of the tries? The one try that they scored and then the one, the fuck, the Antimac one. Yeah, where Hot he Stuff on Twitter also step... said the, the Antimac try where he collects his chip oh, and steps two defenders, yeah. Both of those were just like, oh, let's just give France the 2026 20, Nations now. If they play rugby like that, hand them a Grand Slam. That first I'll try included a huge, an Uge cat flap offload. Honestly, Honest that was to the, God, where's that, that come where from? I made a, that's the bit where I made an involuntary noise. Because <laughs> yeah. I just could not see, I did not expect that from that, you know? Yeah, glorious stuff. Well, Ramos is still looking injured though, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Patricia gets in touch she says Gordon she said yes he's my good again was the inform Irish winning at Andrew Conway almost single-handedly dug Munster out of shit on Saturday and was very smart and scored a stunning try yeah he did yeah I he think did <laughs> Andrew Conway I've said before I think he fails the eye test he does a bit both be because fair. of his name and just he just does and he shouldn't do <laughs> he shouldn't do he just does it is. He does have the most sort of like middle management in yeah, a yeah. sort of international wingers are not called Andrew Conway. No, and he's just got the Andrew face. Conway's the guy from Audit who makes you nervous when he comes down to have a look at your business processes. That's yeah. who Andrew Conway is. I think, and he's and he's got a tiny little face, and I think that yeah. that's never a sort of 
It doesn't, but he's a really good player. Has something as the kind yeah, of roadrunner meep meep about him when he runs as well. <laughs> he does, yeah. But, but he's a really good he's an player. Excellent player. However, excellent I don't know. Player. Yeah. As you say, there's something about him that just, and it's bollocks because you know, I'm absolutely, it? you know. But, he's stonkingly yeah, undervalued from a money ball sense because he doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if that's... A, be worried, will that sort of stop him from... I hope not. It shouldn't make... do. I think it's just as we pick up on this do. stuff, I think. But, uh... Yeah. Are you trying to say that we're not professional talent? It's amazing, isn't it? I think some other people know more about this than we do, yeah. Donald gets in touch. He says, good is Chris Robshaw binning the respect klaxon and saying we're no better than football after the Saracen scandal. See, I don't think Fucking that is... Breach. I don't nah, know that is good yeah, either, Donald, because I don't think we've ever been better than football. I fucking hate that whole refrain. Anyway, football have never done a yeah, fucking a blood of... gate, have they? Football have never tried no. to hook each other's eyeballs out. But therein lies the fucking rub, isn't it? Like, I honestly feel like it was, you know, while he's, I, I agree he didn't sort of, sort of articulate it in the best way by saying, you know, we might as well just be football yeah, or whatever. Like, the reality is that, you know, he's... He was saying, was he? Please he's just asking, stop with this. Asking, yeah, yeah. stop this. Stop trying to say that we're better than fucking football when we're doing this shit. Because we're with not, human beings it, in who sometimes do fucking ridiculous things, yeah. And we are the most, you know, it is the most fucking tedious thing. And I'm I'm so bored of hearing it. So if we could just never... Especially after the World Cup, for as brilliant as the World Cup was, the endless fucking respect clacks and posts. Honestly, so like, bad. People shaking hands. I mean, it's a fucking low bar, if that's all it is for respect. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? It's like, is that the level, you know, not pushing somebody's face directly into the floor is all that it takes for you people. Here's two coaches talking to each other. Like seals. Nothing but respect. You don't, you don't know what respect. they were saying. They might have been saying, when these, yeah. I'm glad these cameras are here, you cunt, because I'd be fucking nutting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. Oh, have no. you got any so, more yeah. goods? I mean, I haven't now, no. Because um, <laughs> I am done, baby, if you, if you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally done. Done and dusted, in fact. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Our first week back in the in the you know the great malaise after the World Cup. We've done our best with it. Heineken Honestly, Cup next week. Not... We can rev up for that. We can rev up for the Heineken Cup next week. You can. Yeah. The Ospreys are going to have a brilliant time in their pool in the Heineken yeah. Cup. I mean, <laughs> Munster could absolutely send their under nines and still get a bonus point <laughs> at the moment. So, <laughs> yes, because then Andrew Conway playing with a balaclava on the wrong way round, and he probably still managed to beat Ospreys. <laughs> What do you do? Can we have a word about the Heineken Champions Cup 25 celebrations that they're doing this year? Because it's the 25th. We can, but year. I know nothing about it. So you'll have to tell me what it well, is. Well, they're, but they're being all like, ooh, Champions Cup 25. Like, is the, and they've got a special logo and everything. The this Champions year. Cup's about and three like, years old. Exactly. <laughs> like, stop appropriate. I, Rugby World, I got my subscription to Rugby World through today, right? And they've got a pull-out souvenir wall chart for the Heineken, which, to be honest with you, great. I fucking love a wall chart. Yeah. Love filling in a wall chart. Don't usually get them for something as minor as the Champions Cup, so lovely. But it's got on the back of it a photo of every single winner of the European Cup, the Heineken Cup. And it's like, you've just basically just annexed 
20 years of fucking rugby that you then actively, the people who are in charge of the Champions Cup actively played a part in getting rid of. That's like saying, we're having a 100th anniversary celebration for Snickers. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Snickers has only existed since about about 1992. (laughs) Don't fucking pull that one. It's like, but it's like that. If Snickers had literally gone and buried fucking Marathon under a patio, you know. It... <laughs> what an image that uh, is. That's a cartoon I want to see. Got a bit of a Fred West vibe, but you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. The Trevor's your dash vibe. There you go. There's there, there's Wait. there's a there's a niche telly reference for those of you out there. Uh, one for the kids there. One for the youngsters. Um, <laughs> Right, that's got to be it. Once you start talking about Brookside, it's definitely time to end the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yes, you absolutely. Yeah, Josh, it's been it's been wonderful to you know to, something. To, to, yeah. to, to meet this troublesome weekend after the World Cup with you hand in hand. Let's go and look yes. at some more investments that we can do to make ourselves some money because we love investing. Absolutely, so I love investing in stuff. I just love investing in people. You know. See you all next week. Ta-da. These days, everybody wants to be green. I'm not talking about selfies with your favourite houseplant or fair-weather football fans. I'm talking frank and honest coffee, sustainably made, supporting local jobs and communities. We are guaranteed Irish and a genuinely greener choice. Frank and honest, you can't fake great-tasting coffee. Available in Centra and Super Value stores nationwide. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.